0: This is One Heat Minute.
1: Drop of a hat, these guys were rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. look like gang bangers, working the local 7-Eleven to you.
0: Robbery, homicides, take it. Give me all you got! This and Give me, you me, all got! me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus, Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minutes. I'm your host Blake Howard and you know sometimes the wrestle on One Heat Minute is to do I cut someone off mid-scene to get another fantastic guest voice or do I reel someone back in because I'm so excited about what we're talking about. Today I've decided to reel one of our favourite big fish in. His name is Mr Luke Buckmaster. He's a writer for Guardian Australia. He's an author of the incredible book Miller and Max, The Secret History of the Mad Max Universe and he's Writings are all over the web on places like the Daily Review and flicks.com.au. Luke Buckmaster, so welcome back to One Heat Minute. Thank you. Thank you, Blake. I'm very happy not to be cut off mid scene <laughs> yeah, or mid sentence. Literally, one of this this is one of the most well, awkward that much ones. Remains to be seen. <laughs> because De Niro in, this, in the preceding scene, because we're now up to the 37th minute of Michael Mann's Crime Opus Heat, we've got De Niro going, What's the estimate? Actually determining whether he's going to take this job from Kelso. Um, um, which he's sort of, he's basically saying, I've got this bank job ready to be wrapped up in a bow for you there, Neil. Um, And Neil's like, it almost sounds too good to be true, but he's wanting to know what the estimate is. Is the juice going to be worth the squeeze? You're going to find out what the estimate is. Tom Noonan, Robert De Niro. And we're also finally going to get up to Nate introducing us to Roger Van Zandt, played by William Fichtner who they stole the bearer bonds off and now they're trying to sell them back to them to make a little bit of more money for him and, you know, there's a little bit of criminal enterprise going on here. We sell to you, you claim insurance, you get some money. It's a win-win. But uh, we get to sort of be introduced to the William Fickman character as well, which is exciting. That old, we steal from you, we sell back to you, Chestnut. That's <laughs> a classic of the genre. <laughs> Let's have a watch of it and then we'll have a... Uh, you guys can have a listen to it and then we'll come back and talk about it. 12.1, 12.2 million.
1: You're on. Congratulations. And to give you a little idea of uh, where my estimates come from, this is a print Nobody time. knew the merch was yours. Be that as it may. My way, you get 100% from the insurance company and take the bonds back from us at 60 cents on the dollar and make yourself another 40%. The operation doesn't skip a beat. Everybody makes out. Sure, you got a deal. Good, cause there's no percentage. Everyone gets their underwear in a twist over this. Yeah. So you have your man call me, and we'll set the meet. Yeah. Okay. Nice talking to you. You gonna deal with these guys? So words on the street, it's okay to steal my stuff. I'm gonna kill this sons of bitches. Have Harry bring me the spreadsheets for Canary Islands offshore. It's a good minute. No, when... Good minute it went so quickly, it went absolutely <laughs> so quickly. And John Voigt, I mean, ah, oh, the guy can do a mullet. He can well, do a beautiful mullet it, uh, uh, The film Anaconda was not far, not off, far away. But, yeah, I think it was a couple of years later. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, it's a couple of years. you broadcasting it, <laughs> <laughs> but it was around the same time. And um, yeah,
0: it's one of many performances in Heat, which are small but actually quite. High impact. Yes. And what I love here, there's a great, you know, Luke talked about quintessential shots in Michael Mann is sort of sprawling cityscapes or performances set against sprawling cityscapes or looking down on that. And I think one of the great things here is we hear hear here $12.1 million. Absolutely the juice is worth the squeeze here on the estimate from Tom. I love
1: that expression, by the way, the juice is worth the squeeze. It is. I think that's a fabulous expression.
0: And, and And this is what we see here. So, bang... Neil Macaulay thinks about it for a couple of seconds, nods through the things that he's asked, and you're on. Here we go. They shake hands. And and Tom Newton, funnily enough, it's funny, he's like, Congratulations. <laughs> you know, it's a weird it's a bit of a weird you've won a prize sort of thing. Yeah. It's a yeah, funny it turn there, of phrase. It gets there pretty quick. Yeah. And
1: I think like even though Heat is the film that lasts for quite a long time, you know, it's it's encroaching on the three hour Yes. Uh, these scenes and these interactions actually quite happen uh, actually happen quite quickly yes
0: Uh, there's not a lot of pussyfooting around no and so they're like yes we've watched you know together luke and i have now watched a minute and sort of 10 seconds of this interaction it's almost basically it you know that was sort of a minute and 10 seconds for, for over the course of the two minutes and we're already at a deal making stage neil and and Tom, Noonan, uh, uh, Tom Noonan's character, Kelso are about to start talking about some sort of inaudible stuff. We're not going to hear them talk through some other extraneous detail we don't need to know about. There's a really beautiful setup um, telegraphing the next conversation because it's really been a shot, reverse shot. We're now at sort of a um, a mid-shot, but it's sort of the side, a profile shot, if you like, of Neil's face. We're seeing his reflection in the glass, and in the reflection in the background, you see John Voight's character doing what man characters yeah, do too, best. Yeah. <laughs> They're purveying... The valleys, the city, the sprawling cityscape behind him. And then as we transition and they start talking, we see him talking on the phone. He's holding up a phone and, and yeah. bang. He's, we transition. It's a nice cut. Very
1: nice cut. Yeah. It's
0: nice because we see the reflection. It's working. He turns around and we see him on having a conversation. You know, no, nobody knew the merch was yours. And so here we're sort of assuming that He's talking to this player character, and we get to actually see this guy behind the, behind the other end of the phone. Yeah, indeed. It's a very smooth cut. And, uh, you know, it's, it sort of speaks about the
1: largesse of, of Michael Mann's vision and directorial style. Yes. I mean, uh, John Voight here... And this reminds me also of The Insider with El Pacino. Oh, great. Film. Uh, in the sense that John Voight is, like, sort of literally facing the water... Um, and he's looking out into a sort of vast blanket of, you know, yeah. uh, uh, unknown sort of territory. Um, and then once you sort of think in this scene that he's not going to go there or it's some sort of blip on the horizon or some dot in the background. Yes. Michael Mann will then uh, take us right to this character, uh, which I think is fabulous. And, and this does remind me, I think, of of The Insider with Al Pacino walking around there. The beach talking yeah. to uh, Russell Crowe.
0: And instead of on the on the phone on the beach to Russell Crowe, it's in the scrub, like out near a bush, and you've got the, the buildings yeah. in the background, but yeah. you're still transitioning back to sort of a corporate and, and cityscape environment.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit more contained in a lot of ways. Yeah. And you can actually see, you
0: know, Rob <coughs> Niro and... Um, Kelso in the background. And Tom Noonan. Noonan. Yeah, and Noonan in the background. Yeah, yeah. And so, with the satellites, you know, nobody knew the merch was yours, and... It's funny. We walk straight into a headset-wearing rat-like William Fickner, I believe you called him. He's got that sort of features, those uh, ratish features. Wow! Yeah. And the and but the perfect rat-like features for the corporate environment that he's in at the moment.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Fickner does have a rat-like quality there's no doubt about that um, but yeah he, he he has a charisma and he, and he holds himself very very well and Heat I think is one of many examples like the film Go and, Go. Uh, and sort of several other films where he's like he's never really um, I'm going to put some caveats on never really in terms of what I can remember right now excelled as a leading man no uh,
0: but incredibly uh efficient and effective as a supporting character yeah and so he's here listening to this and he's sort of stalking through his office he's very bit you know the efficiency here he's not mucking around he's not sitting in a desk he's not sitting in a boardroom. he's got a headset on he's willing to have these conversations he's walking through the halls this is business as usual whether you're willing and dealing in the uh legitimate or the illegitimate he's sort of that's immaterial to him. He's walking through the office in, in any case, but he calls along. We get to meet Henry Rollins' character, Hugh Benny. You know, he's, he, he, he's somewhat out of place because when you look at him, you see his thick neck. He's wearing a black shirt underneath a black suit. It's very kind of rock star. Um, that's very Henry Rollins.
1: Yeah. Like he's, Yeah, he's that sort of dude. He's going to wear a black shirt. He's
0: he's not going to wear it. Sing a couple of Johnny Cash songs. Possibly. That's that's Henry Rollins style. That's it. And so he comes through. We get this great moment and we see, you know, um, uh, Voight sort of, in this moment, he's sort of convincing him, you know, if we sell this back to you, you make 100% back from the insurance, you get your bonds back, 60 cents on the dollar, everyone makes out, you know, it's, 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 it's a deal that sounds too good to be true. So yeah, in the yeah. case of this, it, it absolutely is. And John Voigt has this
1: amazing face, like here and then later on this career as well, where it's like a little bit like Tommy Lee Jones in the sense that every yeah. crease, every wrinkle, every blemish seems to kind of tell a thousand stories. Yeah. It's a very powerful face.
0: And also this is a time where I think Voight had been... A younger, prettier actor in his early career, and had been a leading, you know, leading man with leading man looks. And I think this is one of the first films where we see Voight relish being an older guy and showing off the wrinkles. And I think um, there's that perfect vintage. You know, of being an actor that's comfortable in your skin to wear those wrinkles, and 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 he's loving it. And so right now with the mullet, he's he's with not in, even in '95 the mullet. He's a throwback with the moustache. He's a throwback. He's wearing the same look he was probably wearing a decade earlier. Um, he's got a, he's got a tan jacket on. He's got a, he's got a sort of a, a pattern shirt, even though it might be pretty stylish now as fashion comes back around, he's wearing gold pinky ring. Um, he's a throwback. And, but, he, but as you said, like the squints, the, you know, the, the age on his face, the lines, he's, he's, he's done some miles mate an eight and you would think that he can convince um, uh, Roger Van Zandt, William Fickness character here that this is a good idea, but it's evidently not working. Yeah, well, it's odd. yeah, it's
1: it's odd and interesting like when you talk about actors like that as in like you can sort of see them growing older or this is a certain performance that signifies their wrinkles. I mean yeah. that, that that's the sort of scrutiny that me and you we, we don't have. No. I mean, we only have that when we look in the mirror. <laughs> yes. You know. And scrutinize ourselves and, and so, so uh, go, God, "What are my
0: eyebrows doing it's today?" A very
1: unusual thing, you know. Um, I remember when I interviewed uh, Anthony Lapaglia. Australian actor, great Australian actor, great Australian actor. Um, and uh, you know, I said to him, uh, you know, is it weird or you know, uh, to this effect, you know, is it weird to see yourself on the big screen? You know, have you gotten over that by now? Are you over it? Yes, um, and he sort of said, yeah, I am a little bit, but the weirdest thing is, um, you're actually watching a time capture of yourself growing older yeah so it's like every film or tv show you star in um you're actually getting older and older and older yes and that's the way life works everyone gets older there's no escaping that no but to see that sort of presented on the screen i think it's a highly unusual <laughs> I, yeah. i'm digressing a little bit so I no that's good that's that. good digression but, but, but it's but true it, but yeah it's, a, it's and actors have to sort of see that or contemplate it in some way Which is
0: not something that any of us do outside of, as I said, you know, looking in the mirror. And funny that it's funny that even that might be an interesting conversation that Michael Mann would have, you know, John Boyd, who's used to being made up in that sort of always made up to look your best, look younger, take 10 years off with this angle, with this makeup, with this outfit, etc., with this hair color. And now I would even argue that he even looks older than he actually was probably at the time of 1995 and you're actually getting a weird sense of what he might look like older, you know? Well, a, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah.
1: It could be partly the colour grading. Or, I yeah. Mean, he does look a bit spotchy, but
0: yeah, <laughs> like that's life. We all look spotchy. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Um, So we're now... They're in the conversation. We're looking good here. Fickner goes into this, again, very, very, you know, fancy office. He's got artwork. He's got, you know, a globe there. He's got multiple screens. Um, um, He's there on his headset. He's got Hugh Benny with his gold watch looking across to him. He's got a view of downtown Los Angeles, and he's having this conversation Voight saying $0.60, uh, 60 cents on the dollar. No one needs to get their underwear in a twist. And I think that's just a sweet, great turn of phrase. It's of a like, lovely turn of phrase, yeah. yeah we don't yeah, need, No yeah. one needs to get their underwear in a twist. You know, you get what you want. We get what we want. It's all good. And When you start thinking about how that expression possibly materializes, <laughs> it's
1: very odd, isn't it? Yeah. As, as how, does one, are, how, how does do one... How does you get your underwear in a twist? You move your leg around in a certain... High octane sort of moment there is there some <laughs> maybe it was a result of Elvis
0: like leg movements where you're twisting and and slowly encroaching and yeah, twisting underwear. well yeah, it's a good yeah, hypothesis. Yeah, I'll have to yeah, test yeah, it. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, another yeah, time for yeah. another one even in a podcast.
1: Yeah, you, you couldn't see in the podcast <laughs> that Blake was actually moving shimmy and sort of, yeah, you were shimmy. <laughs> yeah, it was like a blue suede shoe. Sort of dancing with (laughs) half of your face (laughs) and half of your body and sort of half of your leg.
0: No, no twisting of the underpants, though. The underpants were working quite well. Well, let's not say... Let's not (laughs) not rule that out. I mean, you may have been twisting something, but yeah. So we're here. Fickner looks... What's what's great about his performance um, is the sort of casual and very measured way that he's approaching this conversation. So the conversation to him feels very normal. He's not raising his voice. He's not frustrated. He's completely normal. He's like, yep, yep. Get your guy to call me. Sounds good. Thank you. Hangs up the phone. And it's sort of Hugh Benny because Hugh Benny is his little lackey played by Henry Rollins. Not little, actually. He's a large man. But he's sort of looking at me. You're going to deal with these guys? Like He's a bit shocked at how, I think, calm his employer is. So we're probably getting a little bit of a behind the curtain of probably Fickner in his quiet time sometimes is probably a screamer but on the phone in this work relationship he's very calm and immediately he's just like no it's okay on the street that people can steal my stuff I'm gonna kill the bastards yeah he's got this sort of Wall Street attitude to him absolutely and... took the words out of
1: my mouth yeah it's like there's this sort of empty horizon in the background that's sort of like partly consumed by a skyscraper and then partly in the foreground consumed by his own ego. Yeah. That's, that's certainly <laughs> part of it. It's just... And this is something that you see throughout Heat too. It's a sort of steely corporate identity. Yes. Um, even when it's about the villains, um, sort of taking away something from society, it's still about corporations and it's still about business. Yes. Uh, but the business that they're working in, which I think Michael Mann and the screenwriters say very, very explicitly and very, very interestingly is just it works outside of the natural parameters of what is perceived to be okay and what is not. Yes. And that feeds into El Pacino and um, Robert De Niro's characters being on opposite sides of essentially the same industry but just coming at it from different
0: angles. <laughs> Absolutely. And so you've got here Fickner, another small branch in in in, in corporate and he's like, he is, his immediate thing is, I'm going to kill the bosses. Can you please get me the spreadsheets for the offshore accounts? So if you weren't already sure that there was potentially a level of corruption this character, this corporate Wall Street slimy character as he sort of flippantly says, I'm going to kill people without even a bat of an eyelid, he's now asking for spreadsheets on you know offshore accounts so that he can you know you know circulate some of this money potentially that uh, he's going to deal and will with so let's um it's really interesting right because it's just another facet of that underworld and 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 even though he's perhaps a little bit more fancily dressed and outfits his office a little bit better he's no no better at all than macaulay in fact maybe probably even more heartless because he doesn't even bat an eyelid for having to kill someone Indeed, and I think that's a
1: comparison that's that's brought up sort of quite explicitly. You know, like the cop and criminal thing has been sort of run through the yeah the mill for you know many many films and many many <laughs> different occasions. <laughs> yes. But I think in he, Heat does have a sort of freshness about it because everybody is ultimately. This is my opinion. Everyone is ultimately a criminal. Yes. Um, even Al Pacino's character, and perhaps even especially <laughs> um and it's part of a society where you know the only crime is getting caught, Yes. and that's part of a very bleak um view of society it's 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 not a society where. That you know, the best people get rewarded and the criminals get right. busted. It's much more complicated
0: than that. Yes. And so here, Fickness found he's very, uh, Roger Van Zandt found he's very good niche. Um, just barely in corporate. He dresses like corporate. He, has an office that's corporate, but uh, bubbling underneath is that criminality, that inherent sort of criminality and uh, and, and taking advantage of the system in inverted commas. Um, but no, it's a it's an interesting performance and it's great because in this moment, like in this last second, you kind of like with there's a couple of big sort of question marks that we now have over this heist, which is and, and they've come about quite innocently. And unfortunately, they've kind of probably both been at Nate's hand, which is. One, you've got a wild card in Wayne Grove who's just disappeared off the face of the earth and, and gone into the wind to become a virus in LA to go and wreak havoc. Um, so there's a loose end as fact as as part of the crew. Neil's onto the next job. He's confident that that's going to go ahead. But this sale, it almost makes that first heist job completely. Pointless if they can't sell the bonds because part of it is steal the bonds, sell the bonds, make money. And so now, if they're trying to sell them back to this dipstick in in Van Zandt, this slimy uh, dipstick, then he's coming back to kill them. Then that job is it. It's almost like that job is like a black hole that's yeah. it's going to come back around and bite them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mister Buckmaster. It's been an absolute been pleasure to break. have you back again. It's
1: been a pleasure to be here, my friend.
0: More, more minutes. Thank you.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Oh,
0: you're welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Luke Buckmaster at Luke Buckmaster on the Twitters, or you can find all of his stuff on the Guardian. If you subscribe to the Guardian. Um, daily review, flicks.com.au. But if you just go to him on the Twitter's, you can find him there. That would be great. Um, I am Blake Howard. You can find me at Blakey's Batman on the Twitter sphere. Or if you want to follow One Heat Minute, you only need to go to oneheatminute.com um everything is on our site there subscriptions to iTunes and Stitcher and Android and also Wooshka um and if you want to email us you thought of some cool stuff you want to chat about you've got a uh a, a, you are Henry Rollins and you are listening to the show hello Henry and you want to email us and get on the show and talk about Hugh Benny you um, need to be on this show Henry. I mean, we would love you we think you're
1: absolutely amazing I, I'm, I'm going to say this completely on the record I saw you live also Henry and you were fantastic uh, uh, I've also listened to most of your music I, I'm sorry I'm th- to
0: that's fine that's fine and he's an absolutely sensational podcast guest if you've heard him on Joe Rogan or Irish Your podcast and an, uh, an incredible and interesting character in and of himself so if you want to get in contact Henry or anyone else it's mail at oneheatminute.com um, I've been Blake Howard again as I've said um, thank you to Garth Franklin for doing our website design thank you to Paul Davies for our theme and thank you guys so much for listening um, as always subscribe rate and review this podcast we love uh, uh, your support there and uh, thank you so much for listening and thank you Luke
1: thank you